It's 6am, rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Friday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser and you're listening to the Friday edition of the Grind. Friday pick day, always a really fun day here as it's jam-packed again uh, today as we'll we'll mow through high school football, NFL, college football, uh, Major League Baseball, NBA, and... That's probably all we'll be able to fit in. But if anything else comes up, we'll talk about that too. But Tennessee's got a big matchup tomorrow. The day is here. One day until it's football time in Tennessee. The last Friday before football time in Tennessee. And and, and we're at a fever pitch. Tennessee heads to South Carolina to take on the Gamecocks. And uh, and we couldn't be more excited uh, to see what that's going to look like. But uh, ultimately... Uh, just really excited to 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 kind of grind it out here on a Friday edition. Uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, I guess uh, housekeeping. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt gets a raise yesterday. Uh, I think that's kind of top news uh, as he gets a a pretty hefty uh, raise yesterday. He gets a four hundred thousand uh, dollar raise and then locks him up through twenty twenty five. Uh, you know, I like that. I, I like that they, they went ahead and, and put out a, a good little uh, this is how we feel uh, you've earned uh, over the over the, the last couple of years, and we want to go ahead and get this deal done. I think I think it's another one of those avenues that we'll never know the full impact of, of Philip Former being the athletic director, but I think stuff like this getting in the way or lack thereof, like it not getting in the way, is a byproduct of having a guy who understands the weight of contract negotiations and different things on a football season. But Tennessee wanting to solidify its commitment to Coach Jeremy Pruitt and the direction of the UT football program. And again, this is an article by Chris Lowe. Uh, says they have added two years to his contract and rewarded him with a $400,000 annual raise. Uh, discussions about sweetening the deal uh, started back in January uh, but then coronavirus hit and the pandemic began. Uh, Pruitt's new deal runs through 2025 and will pay him 4.2 annually. Uh, although he is elected not to accept the $400,000 raise this year to help Tennessee weather the challenge all athletic departments are facing, he said, My family and I are grateful for the unwavering commitment uh, the University of Tennessee has made to us. Uh, he said, We have worked hard to build our program the right way in a short amount of time. And there's still a lot of work to do. Uh, Pruitt, the 46-year-old, is entering his 33rd season as the Volunteers head coach. He steered Tennessee to six wins a year ago uh, to close the season, seven and five, and finish the record eight and five with a win over Indiana in the Tax Slayer Bowl. After starting one and four, uh, a five and three record in the Southeastern Conference was not uh, not really close in grasp uh, at the beginning of the season, but. Uh, so basically, that was the second time in the last 12 years the Volunteers have finished with a winning record in conference play. So they rewarded that as they should. He said, I'm really excited that this extension gives Jeremy the runway uh, to continue to build on the momentum and energy we have around our football program, 
That was Athletic Director Philip Fulmer. He said he's made an excellent pro he's made excellent progress entering just his third year, and clearly uh, realizes there is much work still to be done. The extension secures him to continue his efforts uh, to return our program to championship levels, and shows our commitment to him, his staff, and the the team's future uh, and the future of the Volunteers. Uh, the number 16 Tennessee team, well, as we said, will open against South Carolina, and contracts talks are are not on the on, not on the docket. Pruitt and his staff have made uh, major inroads in the recruiting trail during the pandemic. The Volunteers are number three nationally uh, in the 2021 cycle. Uh, they finished number 18 in 2020 and number 11 in 2019. Pruitt's original contract uh, when he was hired in 17 was a six-year, 22.8 million dollar deal. His new agreement, including a bonus package. Um, again, will be a 4.2 annual salary. Uh, it just, uh, I, I really like that uh, things things seem to be on purpose, and you know that's that's like my big that's my big statement. That's why Maryville's good. That's why Alcoa is good, and that's why this is a good decision is because things happen on purpose. Uh, people do things because that's the way they need to be, and, uh, and and they're dealt with in a timely manner. Now, some people would be like, "Well, I don't think he's won enough to get a raise." He lost to Georgia State. He lost to, to to BYU. And I'll be honest with you. If you if you stopped at the end of September, maybe even mid-October last year, I'd be like, you know what? They got a point. They they, they kind of they they making a little sense right now. But the resiliency not to to pack up the bags, shove them in the back of the van and head your way right on back to the house shows me that this cat wants it that this cat's hungry and that you got to let him you got to give him time to sink in and get right and and he's he's transformed the coaching staff he's got a lot a lot more recruiters in there a lot more proven names in there and uh, and again you, you got to trust that uh with jay graham the addition to the running back room uh jimmy brumball we talked about him a few days ago uh the addition there you you got to think that there's some motivation and some energy uh, that he's bringing for the future rather than looking behind him. But uh, I, I think it's a good deal. I, I like Jeremy Pruitt. I think he's the guy that wants to be here. And, and you know, if you've listened to this show at all, uh, I, I don't want anybody. I, I don't care. And this may shock some people. If if in 1995-96 when Peyton didn't get the starting job, if he said, oh, I want to leave, I want to go somewhere else, I would have said, see you, bye. There, there has been discussion about it. numerous players that I love and appreciate what they, what they did, what they stood for, and how they represented Tennessee. But anytime somebody says, "Well, I, I'm not happy. I'm not the starter. I don't want to be there." Bye. See ya. So anyway, th- this whole deal of like we're we're paying him to keep him. Sure, if if that's what if that's the 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 hanging chad, just don't let that leak out. Because right now I'm 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 cool drinking the Kool Aid that Jeremy Pruitt wants to be here, and and I think giving him a, a two year extension makes him not think much beyond that. Uh, doesn't make him look much beyond the windows of his of his coaching office, and and gets him working really hard. And uh, he doesn't have to to Google uh, pay structures and get things right. So I'm I, I think it's a good move. But maybe maybe somebody does, maybe somebody doesn't. Phone lines light up. Uh, let's jump to the hotline. Hey, you're on the grind. Good morning, Wayno. Oh no, it's Boone. Hey man, I called <laughs> in uh, 
What kind of game do you hope to see, Tennessee? I hope football it's a Saturday. I hope it's a. I hope it's a win. Like as I, I don't care. Ugly win, pretty win. A win's a win, buddy. Like I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm nervous as a dog that just ate a peach seed. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, Will Muschamp gets me a little tore up, and uh, I just, I just hope we play a really good, strong football game. And uh, and, and I think honestly, our best is better than their best. And I don't know that I've been able to say that a lot in the last few years, but I think Tennessee's best performance is better than South Carolina's best. You know, Muschamp, he, he's an enigma. He's cornered the market when it comes to flying into a rage. I've said that in the past. and It's just fun watching his screaming, hollering, slamming his fist, his earphones down, his rambunctious arguments against assistant coaches or whatever. But, man, he's had our number. Yeah. How do you figure that so far? How's he been able to do that Well, up I, until last year? I'll tell you, some of those Florida wins, he didn't win. We beat uh we beat ourselves. He just happened to be the benefactor. I mean, that ten to nine win in, in, in Neyland Stadium, uh not kicking a field goal. There there was all kinds of bad decisions in that game. Uh, I think he beat us twenty eight to twenty seven the year before. Uh another one of those situations. You you change two plays and, and it's a different thing. Uh, I think I think he's been the benefactor of Tennessee being uh, a little gun shy against the Gators when he was down there. And I think he just he rolled into South Carolina with a, a lot of good talent in his first year. Uh, but you, you know uh, he's made bowl games uh, his first three seasons in in Columbia. He's the uh, only the second head coach in South Carolina history to do that in his first three seasons. Take him to three straight bowl games. So I, I mean I, I'm not going to say that he can't coach, but you talk about his uh, his persona of throwing and getting mad. I feel like that's that's when you, the pendulum is flipped. When you get Muschamp mad, you've got a chance to beat him. The problem is, is that more times than not, the last I don't know, better part of a decade, uh, Tennessee has allowed him to take the headset off uh, early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I'm going to sit back, Wayne. Right as the saying goes, I'm going to tolerate the ugly warts and I'm going to admire the beauty. Uh, I'm going to hope. I don't expect too awful much, but I want to see the the offensive line dominate. I want to see the passing game come alive. I'm really at a loss as to what to expect. I've looked at the other teams. So many of them have so many great receivers with high catches, high yards, burning speed. Uh, Give me a preview. I mean, JG's going to have to be the key. The guy's been around. He's, He's the veteran the SEC. Uh, what's your take on our receivers before it uh, displays itself out there Saturday? You talking about Tennessee's receivers? Right. I, I mean, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm really excited about some, some youth at that position. I, I think your star, uh, if, if there's one to pick, should be Josh Palmer. Uh, I think he's your go-to guy. Uh, he and JG, has been on, they've been on the same page for a couple years. Uh, he was a safety valve a year ago for him a few times. Uh, but I'm I'm really excited about Ramel Keaton, Cedric Tillman, and that new cat Velas Jones. Uh, I think uh, there's some length with some of these guys. Ramel Keaton, six three, one ninety five, uh, knows how to get up. He did so a year ago in the bowl game. And then Velas Jones, he's six foot two hundred pounds. If he if that's not a Jawan Jennings clone, I don't know what is. I hope he's a bruiser and he's just the guy that that you're. If it's between him and the other guy, he's going to win nine out of ten. 
Yeah, I'm excited about him. Uh, he says he's legit. Four, three, and a forty early in the morning, right after breakfast, whatever that means. I means I, I means, he's, means he's, hey, got, he's gonna run it no matter what time of day it is. He's got good gravy speeds. What that is? <laughs> um, he's gonna return some punts uh, and some kickoffs. That sounds pretty exciting. Well, I, I can tell you some names that have returned kicks in the in the past: uh, Marquez Callaway, uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, any any big name that that's been a, a big key factor for us in, in the offensive scheme have returned punts for for Jeremy Pruitt's football team, and then in in previous staffs as well as Kamara didn't play for Pruitt, but I, I don't know. I, I think the X factor honestly is Brandon Johnson. Uh, I think he's the one that that I even I just then didn't talk about, uh, but he's been in the system a long time. He's six two two oh three, so got a little bit more height. But uh, the same girth that Velas Jones would have, he's a redshirt senior, so he's a he's a big body guy. Been in the program a long time, uh, but I don't know that you're gonna have a you're not gonna have the uh, the the bull uh, of of a of a Jawan Jennings, and then I don't know that 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 we necessarily know whether we have uh, the the uh, the ladder climbing wide receiver of a Marquez Callaway, a Justin Hunter, that kind of a receiver yet. But I think every piece is there for one of these guys to snag that role. All right. I, I like where you're going. I'll tell you one thing, Wayno. I, I really like uh, the advantages on our side. These are big things we tend to overlook, but just overall familiarity. When I I think we, we've got that. When I say that, I mean with our system, with our coaches, the reps of key players. You know, it's surprising, and of course, the experience there. It's so surprising uh, how many people have a new offensive coordinator. I'm just glad we're not there. Carolina's got Mike Bobo. I've had a lot of respect for him. Of course, uh, I remember him uh, watching him at Georgia, I think it was. But uh, I think he'll jump right in there. But uh, there's so many different pieces, Wayno. you got to have all of them, and um, – the, the home field advantage, that may not be such a big deal. They're only going to allow so many fans in there, right? Yeah, it's limited. Here's I'm a, a little worried about our D-line. I've uh, been reading in the paper, Pruitt's a little worried about the toughness and the consistency. You think he's just saying that to motivate him, or it's a legitimate concern maybe? Well, I can tell you details is where Pruitt lives. So they could be really good. And he's still going to say he's worried about toughness. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to paint a picture pretty, but I'm just saying any defensive position that Pruitt's talking about, I, I really take that comment with it's not perfect yet because Pruitt's not going to. I mean, I I think he said it to Kessling there a few weeks ago on Vol calls. He said he's because he was asking about COVID protocol and is your team where you expected them to be? And he said, Bob, I think you've known me long enough to know we're never going to be where I want us to be. and so I like that attitude. Well, I, I think, you know, you, you look at the line, uh, Tennessee's on the road at South Carolina. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think it's going to be every bit of that kind of game. I think it's going to be, uh, you, you know, use any analogy you want. Whoever has the ball last wins. Uh, the team that makes the fewest mistakes. 
what have you. This thing's gonna. There's gonna be moments when you you don't you don't really understand how we're gonna win this game. And then I hope late in the game there's gonna be moments when we we don't understand how we could lose this game. So I I think it's gonna be a an emotional roller coaster if you're a fanatic the way we are, Boone. Uh, but I, I I do feel like Tennessee's got a really good shot to get this thing done. I'm really excited about our two running backs, uh, Gray and that offensive line. Uh, getting back to what we opened up with, I don't want it to be just one long continuous us ram it down our throats. I'd like to see uh, us. I know this sounds weird, but I'd like to see us get behind at some point in the game. JG lead us back, uh, show some passing skills. Uh, I like the whole game just kind of give us a glimpse of a lot of uh, things to get excited about, like we said, receivers. And there's just so much. Everybody's high on Florida. I mean, Mullins 21-5. and five. LSU's loaded. Georgia's filled in the pieces with that defense that averaged only like 12 points. And uh, Kentucky's got everybody a little, a little worried and nervous because Stoops is bringing a strong offensive line back. But uh, – um, Florida's quarterback too. I mean, he's uh, helped me out here. His, his name slipped me. But, Trask. Uh, yeah, he man, he was. I think I read where he was sixty six point seven percent. It's uh, it's a lot of excitement and a lot to look forward to. But uh, I like your take on it, Wayne. I thought it'd uh, weigh in on you. Hey, hey, Boone. I can't let you off here. Give me a score. Oh my. Um, it's going to be, um, God, you got to you got to respect everybody saying we're going to end up six and four um, overall. I'm going to go with um, twenty-eight to seventeen. Balls went on the road. I like it. I like it. Come from behind. I'm assuming since you said you want JG to get them behind. Well, I mean, I mean like uh, ten, them 10, us 7 at some point, and then boom, 14-7, and we kind of roll with it. What's your score? And I'll, let, I'll jump off here and let you get some other stuff done. I, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm along those same lines. I, I think, I think uh, you know, Colin Hill, who's the transfer starter uh, for, for South Carolina, he beats out Ryan Helensky, which I think, I, I think that uh, I think that says a lot about either either the Colin Hill's toughness or, or Helensky's lack thereof. Uh, but I think they're going to have a new guy there. Uh, uh, Mike Bobo's the offensive coordinator, but I can't get it out of my head. When he was at Georgia, an offensive coordinator, uh, there was a Tennessee shirt that went around. And I can't remember who was on the shirt. I want to say it was John Henderson, but maybe not. And it said, no, no, Bobo. And, he, and so uh, that's what I say. I say Bobo ain't going to see the end zone a whole lot. I went 24-14 Vols on the road and i i honestly put that at uh at basically them them tacking a score late to to kind of bring it back i think i i think this quarterback's going to come in and have have some deficiencies have some limitations based around his uh his uh his time as the starter his time on campus because i, I don't think he's been on campus very much and and I just I don't think you can simulate you, you can't simulate a, 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 a Jeremy Banks you know putting him in the dirt you can't you can't simulate one of those defensive linemen planting him 
and I think a couple of those good knocks, and he's going to be making making some shady decisions, or I hope so. And I think it should it could be a good good day for our defensive backfield, and and maybe turn them over a time or two. So I'm going to go um, I'm going to go Vols twenty four, Gamecocks fourteen. I heard that. Well, it's going to be incredulously exciting, exciting, and uh, we'll we'll be salivating at the chance to get back <laughs> at it. Obviously, Pruitt's summoned his coaches into his little inner sanctum, and he's delivered his strategies. It's it's going to be interesting to see uh, how that ball is spread around. But hey, Pruitt just got a raise. Say that again. I said Pruitt just got a raise. He's he's probably the guy. You know, he he's going to have to host all the barbecues this year. He just got a four hundred thousand dollar raise. Nice. Let's go out there and earn it. Yeah, ain't that something? Ain't that something? But man, I, I appreciate you calling in, man. Been a minute. Oh, awesome. Uh, always enjoy it, and uh, I'll keep listening to the rest of your show. Have a good one, Wayno. Awesome. See you, man. Thanks for the call. All right, bye. Big Booner calling in. You know it's football time when Boone locks it in because uh, he, uh, he – he, you've never seen a guy break down a football game until you watch one with Booner. But uh, you know what? That's a that's a uh, that's a uh, a privilege that I have uh, have partaken in, and again, uh, we hope to do so again if schedules can align and uh, we can get six feet apart. But let's take our first break of the day. Listen to our fine sponsors. When we come back, uh, we're going to dip back in into prep football. I think there's a lot of games to be talked about this week. We'll talk about the Blunt County schools, what they're going to what they're going to have on their docket, and then we'll uh, we'll get to college football. As in my own words. The season starts now. SEC football to kick off tomorrow. We'll talk about it on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind, Friday edition, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. 
I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts. We've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind. Great to hear from Booner as he calls in, gives us his score prediction. Again, 27-17 is what he says for the balls as uh, they go to game to Gamecock land and get the victory. That's the pick for Boone, and, uh, and I kind of exposed my pick as well. Tennessee 24, uh, Gamecocks 14. Uh, we're going to kind of clean up the NBA and the Major League Baseball side of things as as really uh, we'll stay football from that point on. Uh, NBA uh, last night uh, saw the, the, the Lakers defeat the Nuggets to go up three games to one. Uh, Wednesday, you saw the, the Heat defeat the Celtics to go up three games to one. So tonight will be uh, the finale, uh, potentially, of the Eastern Conference as the Heat looks to close out the Celtics Um as they're up three games to one, I hope the Celtics show a little life. I think the the uh, you know, of course, uh, historically, I want to see a Celtics Lakers series, uh, but you know, I, I think at this point, uh, it's going to be a tough road uh, to come back three one. Not a lot of teams have done that, and I think all the magic dust uh, has landed uh, in in Denver this season. So uh, Celtics got an uphill battle, but they uh, they can they can start that tonight. Um, game five of a 3-1 heat-led ser- heat series in the Eastern Conference. Uh, again, 
tip will be at 8.30 p.m. Uh, looks to be on ESPN. And then Saturday night, I think uh, basketball kind of takes the night away. Uh, as 9 p.m. start, the Lakers Nuggets in a potential closeout game for the Lakers. Uh, I, I think the show that pre- precursored us here this morning made a really great point. He said how tonight's Heat-Celtics game may dictate how Saturday night's Lakers-Nuggets game go. Um, I, I think if the Heat close out, then the Lakers will feel like they need to do so as well. Now, granted, the Nuggets have a lot to say about that, but I, I, I think if uh, if the Celtics get the win, force a game six, uh, then I could see the, the pedal or the foot come off the gas just a hair uh, Saturday night with the Lakers and the Nuggets. But uh, if I have to call it, I, I think they both close. I think the Heat get it done tonight. I think the Lakers get it done tomorrow night. And uh, and then off and away we go. Uh, LeBron James, Lakers versus his old his old squad, his old coach, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, so I think uh, there's, a, there's a dynamic uh, that the Heat-Lakers series may have that uh, – that I don't think that I had recognized uh, to that point. So anyway, uh, that's my opinion on NBA, and uh, and that's kind of where we got to be. We'll uh, we'll move right along. Uh, Major League Baseball uh, last night, the Toronto Blue Jays locked in their spot for the American League playoff series. Uh, Tampa Bay, New York, Toronto, Minnesota, the Chicago White Sox, the Cleveland Indians, and the Oakland Athletics have clinched their position. That allows one more entry. Uh, from the the American League, uh, I believe that's going to come uh, from the Houston Astros. I think it's just a a, a wait and see. There are, there is room for for teams like the the Angels to kind of get in there and snag them a spot. But uh, at this rate, uh, I would I would pencil in the Houston Astros as your final entry from the American League. And then the National League is a little bit more wide open as the 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 confirmed clinchers are the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago Cubs the L.A. Dodgers, and the San Diego Padres. Four spots still wide open. Uh, Teams that I think have a really good shot to make that, I think the St. Louis Cardinals, Cincinnati Reds, uh, both of those teams uh, could be in. Miami Marlins, uh, they're right on the cusp of breaking in, but the Phillies are are hot on their heels. And then the San Francisco Giants, an outlier that are nearly 12 games back in their own division, um, have an opportunity to squeak in there at that eight spot. But uh, if I had to pencil in four more teams, uh, it would be the Cardinals, the Reds, the Marlins, and the Phillies. That's who I'm going to pencil in just based on their schedule and, and how I feel like they can they can kind of finish out. Probably four to five games is what most of these teams have uh, left on their docket. Um, honestly, uh, that's that's just where I feel like they're 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 kind of heating up. Uh, I, I think the Phillies would like to have a few of these last games back as they're four and six in their last ten, uh, and really could have put themselves in a great position. But the Cincinnati Reds, you talk about a hot team right now. They're eight and two over their last ten. That's the best last ten game record in the National League. That's that's a great statement to give uh, a team that's that's kind of fallen on hard times. That. Uh, that, uh, that honor sits with the Indians and the Tampa Bay Rays, if you look in the American League, but they're not even at 8-2. and two. That's actually the best last 10 game uh, record in all of baseball. So um, congratulations to the Cincinnati Reds. Hopefully it rears a, uh, a playoff appearance. So I uh, wish the best for Nick Senzel and those Cincinnati Reds. Um, but let's kind of jump back to the high school ranks. We kind of didn't get to go through our schedule, and so I want to do that, do a little pick segment, if you will. Uh, we'll probably stick local, uh, Blunt County, maybe some Knox County games. Uh, but 
Last night's scoreboard, you saw Carnes and Campbell County on rivalry Thursday. Carnes, a upset victory over Campbell, Campbell County for their first win of the year, um, 41-39. to They really jumped out and shocked Campbell County in the rain, and, uh, and Campbell County chased uh, the rest of the way. Rivalry Thursdays kind of lucked up and got some really good games uh, basically all season, but they have uh, – They've really uh, had some nail biters, barn burners, whatever you want to say, uh, as as the season has progressed. Uh, but some games on the docket for for the rest of the the area. Uh, you look at in the local area or around the area, McMinn County and Bearden. Uh, that's a non conference game, but a a good game nonetheless. You've got four and zero McMinn County, zero and four Bearden, zero uh, and four Bearden. That's faced. Uh, three really good opponents and had a COVID loss based on their their schedule change early in the season. Uh, I think that's better than an 0-4 record. I think they've got a quarterback that is going to be very good. He's been thrust into starting as a sophomore, and he just doesn't have a ton of pieces around him. McMinn County looks to be strong, uh, but we'll see how this one shakes out as it is at Bearden, and uh, the dog pounds seem to uh, have its advantages uh, for the Bulldogs a week ago. Uh, Elizabethan at Cherokee, that's Cyclones all the way. Uh, the wreckage may already be happening at Cherokee High School. Uh, Hancock County at Claiborne. Claiborne's 4-0. Hancock's 0-3. Easy decision. Go, that will be a Claiborne Bulldog win. Uh, Sullivan Central heads to Davy Crockett, a 2-2 Central team and a 3-2 David Crockett team. Uh, give me the home team, David Crockett. Daniel Boone at Dobbins Bennett. Daniel Boone 1-3. Dobbins Bennett 4-0. The upper deck. Uh, for Dobbins Bennett may not have a lot of seats filled, but it's daunting nonetheless. Give me Dobbins Bennett at home uh, to get the win. Anderson County at Jefferson County. Anderson County's three and two, but not where they've been the last few years, five games in. Uh, but I still think they're a a well of a football team that's going to travel well to Jefferson County. Jefferson County zero and five, uh, looking to fend off a uh, a winless season. Uh, but I don't know that it happens this week. Give me the Mavericks on the road to knock off the Patriots. Uh, the city championship in Hamlin County will be tonight. Uh, as Morristown West travels to Morristown East, it's basically a different sideline. Uh, Morristown West 2-1, and one, Morristown East 1-2, and two, but records don't matter in this football game. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm actually going to go with East with the upset. I, I think that's an upset win uh, for uh, Caleb Slover. Uh, former Cock County coach that went to Morristown East. I think he's got a little something-something in a quarterback uh, over there. And uh, and I like I like the Hurricanes over the Trojans in the city championship. Knox Catholic 2-2 two and two, heads to Science Hill 4-1. and one. Uh, Johnson City is going to be loaded tonight as they've got Catholic, Science Hill, Dobbins Bennett, uh, David Crockett. They've got the whole the whole mix up there. Uh, I'm going to go with Science Hill. Give me the home team on uh, on Steve Spurrier Field. Uh, I think they will be too much uh, for a Catholic team uh, that that has a lot of talent. I, I just uh, I, I think Science Hill all the way up there um, that makes the difference. Uh, Pigeon Forge at Sullivan North. Pigeon Forge two and one. Their lone loss to the Alcoa Tornadoes. I think that's a that's a that's a held head held high kind of loss. Uh, I think they defeat Sullivan North easy uh, tonight and uh, wish the best for them moving forward. Greenville two and two heads to Tennessee High three and one. Uh, Greenville, after an 0-2 start, has won their last two games. Uh, can they keep it up? I don't know. I'm going to go with the Green Devils uh, on the road at Tennessee High up in Bristol. Uh, scroll on down through here. Uh, Tyner Academy is the next uh, opponent for the Alcoa Tornadoes. 
their their right hand column will take a move this week as they go from two and two to when they exit they will be two and three. Alcoa improves to five and one uh, after a victory uh, tonight over Tyner Academy. This is this is a a a incomplete matchup if I've ever seen one a uh, a one that when I saw a picture last year of sidelines. Um, yeah, shaking my head. You can't see that, but that's what I'm doing. Uh, Scott County heads to Cumberland Gap, a battle of two and three football teams. Give me the Highlanders over Cumberland Gap. Uh, Lenore City, 0-5, comes to Greenback. Uh, I think this is another matchup that Greenback can can get back after losing to Oliver Springs a week ago in a rivalry game. Uh, they try to get their second victory of the year as Greenback sits at 1-4. and four. Uh, Seymour versus Heritage. Uh, 0-5 Seymour travels to one of the better uh, views in, in all of high school football, and uh, Heritage will host the Eagles of Seymour. Heritage at 1-4 this season, again, snapping uh, that winless streak that had, had lasted for more than two seasons, and uh, they look to get that second win of the year over a winless Seymour Eagle team. I'm, I'm going to go with Heritage. Uh, I think the way they battled, uh, they, they went to overtime with Cleveland, I think, last week. Yeah, last week. And uh, they they battled with William Blunt, came up just short at the tail end of that one. I think this is a team that's on the cusp of winning more uh, than they lose. So I'm going to go with Heritage over Seymour to get to two and four. Seymour would fall to zero and six. Farragut, the Admirals, three and one, travel uh, to Maryville to take on the Red Rebels. Uh, and uh, this is a this is an interesting matchup because this is a, this is a tale of two different games a year ago. Uh, the first matchup, a 35-24 Rebel victory uh, in really a a, a sickly Maryville team as they had a lot of linebackers, a lot of defensive players uh, on kind of the uh, not-going-to-play list. Uh, T. Hodge was out with a, uh, with a, with a turf toe, uh, but a, a game nonetheless that really announced Parker McGill on the scene. Uh, he broke the school record, I think 266 yards maybe against uh, Farragut. And uh, and really set the school record for single game yardage. Uh, the next time Maryville saw Farragut six A playoffs, a different story. Forty two to nothing, Maryville walloped the Admirals. This year's a little different different story. As Farragut has gotten out to a three and one start, a uh, a pretty good resume uh, as it comes to Maryville High School. But the big deal is is who is going to break first. I think Maryville has some some issues that they've got to clean up from a week ago. Some miscues and 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 putting the football on the ground. Uh, But I think Maryville holds down the home turf. Uh, I think this will be, if I'm not mistaken, the 107th attempt to beat Maryville from a Knox County school, and we'll see if it does just like the previous 106. Uh, They go home with a loss. Uh, William Blunt will travel to Sevier County. 2-3 William Blunt plays 2-2 Sevier County. I think this is a really good matchup. I like the dynamic here. Both teams, good football teams, but have their opportunities uh, to see this thing go to the wayside. Uh, William Blunt on the road at Sevier County with the weather. Because uh, here's the thing. Joe Matosin will always, for William Blunt, be the X factor. But when you put the weather in there, you're at Sevier County. I hate this, but I'm gonna have to go with the Smoky Bears. Uh, I think I think that the, they'll be able to to kind of put it in a place uh, to where Job's gonna have to beat them. And uh, not saying that he can't, but the weather uh, doesn't play good with kickers. Uh, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Severe County and a squeaker. William Blunt, you're more than welcome uh, to prove me wrong. Uh, Carter four and one South Dole four and one. Uh, I think that's uh that's two really good football records. Uh, but two that mean a lot of different things. I'm going to go with Clark Duncan and the boys uh, from South Doyle. Four and one turns five and one 
after they defeat the Hornets of Carter High School. Rolling on down through here, trying to trying to catch uh, some other games. Oak Ridge Clinton, Oak Ridge two and three at zero and four Clinton. Uh, yeah, uh, this would be I think their first game back after their COVID stop uh, that cost them two of those four losses. Uh, but I think Oak Ridge is more uh, than capable of getting that done. Uh, four and one Knox Halls takes on Powell five and zero. Oh. Powell jumped up into a a big time place. I think they're number three in the latest five star preps top fifteen in East Tennessee. Um, let's see if they hold up to that end of the bargain. They have a really dynamic quarterback and a great offensive football team. Uh, Knox Halls, I don't think they've seen a team like Powell. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Powell at home on this one and, and see how that shakes out. Knox West will get to 6-0 and as they have Hardin Valley this week, a, a Hardin Valley Hawks team that have fallen on rough times. They are 0-5 here in 2020. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, we're stepping out into middle and West Tennessee as I look down the schedule. But that's the dynamic. If you look at it, uh, Tyner Academy sees the Alcoa Tornadoes. Uh, Seymour will head to Heritage. William Blunt heads to Sevier County. So, again, William Blunt and Heritage both play in Sevier County teams. Uh, Maryville will host uh, Farragut. Farragut's the number 12 team in the latest five-star preps poll. So, no no sham or no uh, shabby record there. Uh, but I uh, again, I got to roll with the the uh, the rebels until they prove me otherwise. Uh, I don't think they've lost to a Knox County school uh, since the year 2000. So uh, it, that's a that's a record that you got to ride. And uh, at this point, uh, I think again the record sits at 106 straight victories for Maryville over Knox County High School. So uh, that's where we'll sit. And uh, and again, you can catch the the Alcoa Tornadoes right here on WKVL. 100.9 FM, 14 or 8:50 AM, and streaming at wkvl.com. Marty Millsaps, Heath Dunkel, Trevor Dunkel, Scott Dunkel on the call. Uh, don't miss Trevor's Tornado Trivia, where he gives away, I think, a $10 uh, Windy City Grill gift card. Pretty, pretty interesting, pretty cool little segment. Uh, but again, Marty and Heath will be on the play-by-play and color call. Uh, and then on our sister station, if you need some Red Rebels in your life, uh, you can catch the Rebels versus Farragut on WGAP. 105.9 FM, 1400 AM, and streaming at WGAPradio.com. Uh, streaming will start at 7.30 game time. Uh, and, and, again, you can catch it on your radio dial, 105.9 and 1400 AM. Uh, really excited as it will be myself, uh, Jude Ellison on the call, Chris Hips as our as our uh, our, our insider as he, he breaks some things down. And then Carson Crouch, if you don't follow Rebel Radio, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you should. Uh, Rebel Radio WGAP, just Google it on the on the little Facebook search bar. Uh, Carson takes pictures from the student section at each game and uh, and posts it on social media. So it's a, it's a wide open uh, activity there at Maryville High School, and we, we have a lot of fun with it. But uh, don't miss anything as both Alcoa will be on WKVL and Maryville will be on our sister station, WGAP. But, hey, let's take our uh, last break of the day. Listen to our fine sponsors. We will step to the college ranks. And when we come back as SEC football will kick off tomorrow. It's been a day, uh, a long time coming, but it's here. One day until it's Tennessee football, till it's SEC football, until it's real football. But we'll talk it all on the flip side of the break. College football is back right here on The Grind. You're listening 100.9 FM. 8.50 a.m. and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it.
Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. 
For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865-389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to The Grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Friday edition of The Grind, the college football eve edition of The Grind. And just, you know what, it's a good day. It's a good day. The only better day is going to be tomorrow um, when college football actually kicks off. But Saturday, September the 26th is when, when the thing start, uh, starts popping off. As, uh, as as Tennessee will play tomorrow, uh, the number 16 volunteers will take on the South Carolina Gamecocks. I think between uh, Boone and I, we had kind of broken that one down a little bit. Uh, a lot of youth uh, to be hopefully uh, shown out there in Williams-Brice, but uh, Tennessee nonetheless the pick for both myself and Boone. But, uh, but again, I, I feel like Tennessee has more coming to the table. Uh, returning quarterback, uh, backfield on the defense that, that hopes to be pretty strong. Tennessee favored by three and a half. Uh, give me the Vols in that matchup. Other games going on tomorrow. Again, the noon slate, uh, Kansas State at Oklahoma. I don't think that's going to be very much of a game, uh, but you will see Spencer Rattler in action, one of the uh, – the early preseason, as any uh, Lincoln-Riley quarterback would be, a Heisman candidate, uh, Oklahoma-Kansas State. The line is 27-and-a-half in favor of Oklahoma, uh, over and under 60-and-a-half. Uh, SEC play, noon game, Florida at Ole Miss. Uh, I like that that matchup. Uh, probably one of the bigger trash talk uh, from Lane Kiffin while he was at Tennessee was about Florida, and he gets to open his tenure at Ole Miss in Oxford, um, Vault Hemingway Stadium. Uh, we'll see the Gators come to town. Gators favored by 13 and a half at Ole Miss. I, I if I'm not a betting man, and there's a lot of reasons why. But and and don't take this verbatim. But I don't know that I don't like Ole Miss in the line. Maybe not to win, but to scare the fire out of somebody. Dan Dan Mullins is not known for being an early season guy. Um, I, I'm not sure what the what COVID in 2020 is going to do to this, uh, but. I think Ole Miss will throw everything but the kitchen sink at Florida, and we'll see what sticks. But I, I take Florida to win, but I don't know that I don't like Ole Miss to cover. Uh, Kentucky at Auburn is the noon game as well. 23rd ranked Kentucky, number eight Auburn. 
Uh, in this matchup, the home team hasn't won uh, since, I think, 2004. That's been eight meetings because they don't play every year. Um, I think that trend stops this weekend. I'm going to go with Auburn. They're favored by nearly eight points, and I'm going to go with Auburn in this matchup. I just think Kentucky, you've got the, the return. They've got 20 returning starters, and I think that's really good, but I think COVID. Uh, you say 2020, and some of that stuff gets neutralized. And I think uh, the return of, of Terry Wilson, uh, the quarterback Eric Kentucky, I think that's going to be a slower implementation than people would like to give it credit for. So uh, I get Auburn uh, over Kentucky there at noon. Uh, next game on the docket. We're going to slide through some of these these lower games. Pittsburgh and Louisville. I know I said I'd slide through them, but they're both ranked. 24th Louisville, 21 Pittsburgh. The line is Pittsburgh by three. Um, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. I, I think uh, Louisville is, uh, is a little suspect. Uh, I think they've got a lot of building left to be done there. Not that Pitt's great, but they are 2-0 and and at home. So give me Pitt uh, on the victory. Uh, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, give me Tech. They're favored by eight, and I think they get it. Uh, Syracuse 0-2 and looking a little rough uh, around the edges. Iowa State, TCU, a big 12 matchup uh, to, to kind of kick things off. Um, Iowa State 0-1, TCU, this will be their first game of the year. Iowa State is favored by two and a half, but I get TCU at home. Uh, this is about the rotation that TCU needs to be good again. Uh, Gary Patterson has them uh, about on a three- to four-year uh, run, and every every third or fourth year they will take a run, uh, maybe not to the college football playoffs, but at least a lot of havoc to be, to be reckoned with in the Big 12. Uh, so I'm going to go with TCU at home. Mississippi State LSU, you know, nobody has been talking about this game. I don't want to say nobody, but it is like one of the later ones to be talked about. I think this is this is ripe for the picking. This is an opportunity for Mike Leach to say, I'm still here. I'm not at Washington State. I'm in an SEC program now. LSU's number six in the number six in the country and um and lost, I think. I think they, they dra- had like thirty players drafted. They lost everybody but the backup water boy on the coaching staff. Ed Orgeron's still there because he you know, he's gotta be. Uh but I don't think Mississippi State wins this football game, but it's the same as I said about Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. I think they scare the fire out of LSU. LSU's favored by 16.5, and they may blow them out. Uh, but I think there's going to be a moment where you go, oop, that's a Mike Leach play. Oop, there's a Mike Leach play. And he's got a, he's got a seasoned quarterback to work with in in, uh, in, in Mississippi State. And, and really, I don't know that he's there yet, but I, I think the, the, uh, the mad scientist will get something done and, and kind of – Throw a little nerves out there for LSU. We'll see. Uh, go with the Tigers to win. Uh, Mississippi State to scare them. Uh, Texas, Texas Tech, uh, 17 and a half point favorite by Texas. Uh, I'm going to go with the the Longhorns. They're eighth ranked team in the country. I don't think they they necessarily always look good, uh, but I think they get it done uh, nonetheless. Army at Cincinnati, two ranked teams. Uh, Army two and zero. Cincinnati one and zero. I went with Cincinnati at home. They're favored by 13 and a half. So give me uh, the Bearcats uh, to get it done. Army will run the football 400 times, uh, but I don't think that's enough uh, to get Cincinnati. West Virginia uh, travels to Oakland, Oklahoma State. I about said Oakland. They travel to Oklahoma State in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma State 1-0. West Virginia 1-0. Oklahoma State favored by 7.5. And, and no shocker here, the over and under 51.5. Uh, both teams expected to score 
in the 20s. Uh, I go with Okie State just because it's at home, and, and that's maybe one of the closer road games uh, for West Virginia in the Big 12 Conference. Sorry, Jeffy. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I hope the Mountaineers get it done, but I'm going to go with Okie State. Uh, Georgia at Arkansas, uh, a little dynamic there as as Sam Pittman, former uh, offensive line coach at Georgia. His first matchup is against his old squad in Georgia. Uh, both of these teams, of course, SEC getting kicked off this weekend. Neither have a win nor a loss, but the number four ranked Georgia team is favored by 27 and a half over the Razorbacks. Uh, I think they they do that and, and cruise. So give me Georgia over Arkansas. Uh, there's a reason why Sam Pittman's this is his first game. Uh, in Fayetteville. Uh, Duke and Virginia. Virginia favored by five. Give me Duke. I like an 0-2 Duke team uh, to kind of bow their back and get one done. Virginia, this will be their first matchup opening their homestand. Missouri-Alabama. Missouri Missouri got to Eli Drinkwitz uh, gets to pull uh, the number two team in the country as his opening matchup of his tenure. Alabama favored by 27 and a half. Uh, again, not sure that they, they do that. That's really not Nick Saban blowout style. Uh, but I, I don't know that Missouri brings a lot to the table, graduating a lot uh, off of what wasn't a really good football team a year ago anyway. Uh, again, reason there's a coaching change in the, in the, in the works. Uh, give me Alabama. Give me to cover uh, over Missouri. Uh, Vandy at Texas A&M. Texas A&M number 10 team in the country, favored by 31 over Vandy. I'm not sure if uh, this this line is expecting Vanderbilt's bus to break down or what the deal is, but nonetheless, um, Texas A&M by big. I, they may win by that much, and Jimbo's that guy that, that he won't pull his foot off the gas, but that's just a big line for me. But give me Texas A&M to win. Uh, I'll go with the cover. Florida State at Miami. Uh, Miami favored by 11 at home. Florida State coming off a tough uh, come-from-behind win by Georgia Tech. Uh, in Miami Gardens, Florida, uh, Hard Rock Stadium, Miami's 2-0. and They don't look great, but they look better than Florida State, giving me the Hurricanes uh, to get it done. Baylor, Kansas, uh, Baylor's favored by 17.5, and I don't know who won't be against Kansas this year. Give me the Baylor Bears over Kansas. Uh, Virginia Tech, NC State. Uh, Virginia Tech ranked the 20th team, 20th ranked team in the country. NC State is 1-0. They have seen the football field. Uh, Virginia Tech's favored by seven at home in Blacksburg in the black hole at 8 p.m. As Inner Sandman starts to play, Virginia Tech. Give me, give me VT. Uh, I like what they're able to do there. Uh, Troy, BYU will be the nightcap in Provo, uh, Utah. Uh, BYU looked pretty good, but they were playing a, a kind of banged-up football team in that one win. Uh, Troy is 1-0 as well. Uh, BYU favored by 14. Give me Brigham Young. Games that have been postponed. Notre Dame-Wake Forest is postponed. Not sure when the makeup is for that. Uh, and those are really the only postponements that uh, anybody cares uh, to hear about. Uh, but that's a lot of games. Uh, we're excited for college football to be back. Excited for tonight as Alcoa, Maryville, William Blunt, and Heritage uh, lock horns in the high school ranks of week number six. Week number six, game number five for the Rebels. I think it's actually uh, game number six uh, for the uh, uh, for, for the Tornadoes. Uh, but who, who would have thought it? Uh, as we, we got 2020 underway, we just hoped to get some football on the field, and now we're, we're on the back half of the regular season. Week number six of the season just beyond halfway but excited for for all the teams playing tonight again wish the best for blunt county uh let's come out four and oh this weekend 
and uh, and be excited about going into week number seven. But if you're ready for college football, it's on the docket tomorrow. Tennessee's the 7.30 start, but at noon, things light up uh, for SEC football, for college football. The Pac-12 says they're going to play, but they're not part of this opening weekend. I think that tells you all you need to know. When football gets ready, the Southeastern Conference steps out first. But, hey, that's just my opinion. But enjoy the weekend. Enjoy sports. You got basketball, baseball, football, hockey, anything you want, it's on the tube. Check it out if you're on your way to work or if you're on your way home. Take care. Be safe. And, yes, grind on.